ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll. all-time misfit podcast where you have yours truly little b at Brunelli sports chris aka hater at supercharge 33 thank you for joining us this week we are bringing you an nfl draft special the 2021 nfl draft is wrapped up this sunday uh really you know saturday was the last day but sunday is really when all the teams started announcing the uh undrafted free agents they're signing so uh let's go ahead and get into it and let's go ahead and talk about some uh most shocking risers during the nfl draft and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll jump us off here. I think it wasn't a big shock here, but I think the biggest shock of the first round in the top 10 was J.C. Horn coming off the board at number eight. I love J.C. Horn. He was my number one corner in this draft. But, uh, you know, Carolina, after going heavy, you know, first team ever going all defense with on one side of the ball in last year's draft and a lot of struggles on the offensive line and, on the offense, you thought maybe they would actually go do something on the offense this year and they go corner again. And I know a lot of Carolina Panther fans weren't too greatly excited about this pick, but they did get a hell of a player out of South Carolina, J.C. Horn, his father, Joe Horn, you know, a great receiver in his days. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was a really shocking pick in the first round. Definitely the top 10, J.C. Uh, Horn coming off the board at number eight to the Panthers over the players like Rashawn Slater or – Vera Tucker, you know, just something that Justin Fields, because they talked about how much they love Justin. Yeah, they had a lot of they had a lot of love. But Panay Sewell was already off the board there, brother. He went seven. Oh, yeah. And for, uh, 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 yeah, but uh, who do you have as your uh, what did you find most shocking in the first round or anywhere in the draft? I, I really took this question by first round. No, and, and, you know, I, I, I hate to make this question, though. So, um, Peyton Turner has shot, and I know before that people were saying that he might get hit in the first round, but Peyton Turner um, was shocking to me. Yeah, they really the shocking. And that at New Orleans Saints went eggs was kind of in the as well. I guess they needed, they needed an edge if they lost. Play Henderson to the Vandals, but Marcus Davenport no, really has. Yeah, it's a bomb. <laughs> yeah, I, That's my I mean, yeah, Peyton Turner is definitely another shocker head turner there. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Gregory Rosu Rosu in the first round. I thought he should have been more of a second, made the second pick, and you know Buffalo coming to get him. I mean, it was no. Edge coming off. It took forever until 18 for Jalen Phillips, and then Quinny Pay came at 21. What amazing story there! And then 28 was edge rusher, then 30, 31, 32, and we're all edge rushers. It went on a little, you know, free, free right there. And Joy Tyron, we all heard, you know, Joe Tyron. We all heard his name late 
coming up, you know, the last week, you know, always that flyer coming up the board and everybody said he had a chance going in the first round. Well, guy came in the first round. So that was definitely a little bit of a shocker too, but uh, I thought the shock. Yeah. From uh, the to Kentucky? Kentucky, yeah. Uh, that was not really a shocker to me because uh, I was listening to, um, you know, Mel Kuyper, Ian Rappaport, all, you know, all those guys, you know, Todd McShay, it, the weeks leading up to the NFL draft, and they said Jamin Davis could easily be the first linebacker off the board, and he was the second coming off of Xavier Collins. So not huge shocking there for me. I'm sorry, Mikel Parsons was the set first, so Jamin Davis was the third. Yeah. And talking about a shocker there, to be honest with me, uh, let's go ahead and uh, move to our next subject, the most shocking falls. Uh, I I mean, it wasn't a massive fall, but Mikel Parsons falling to 12, going to Dallas, and I thought shocking that he went to Dallas. I mean, they ended up not picking up Leighton Vanderlis' uh, fifth-year option, but, you know, bringing in Mikel Parsons when they already had a pretty stellar d- defensive linebackers, you know, they could have easily gone offensive line or wide receiver, not wide receiver, but a cornerback, anything else on that defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they go I with mean, a linebacker. Yeah, oh, and I guess going back really fast, another shocker in the first round of a riser was Alex Weatherward. You know, uh, people said it was reached. Draft Twitter said Alex Weatherward was a massive reach for Las Vegas Raiders in the first round, number 17. But if they you started listening. Then I'm shocked. But, I mean, everybody said the same thing about the kid coming out of a uh, – oh, God. They're, they're starting I mean, left Weatherward was a first-round pick last year. And so then, but he opted to go back to school. Yeah, who did who did uh Las Vegas or it was Oakland Raider at the time? They took the the lineman out of the Pac-12 like a couple of years ago, and everybody um, said it was a region. What's his name? I'm trying to look it up now. Hudson. No. 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 Um, Hudson too. They traded. It was a. I mean, he, they just they just gave him a contract extension. Oh, the one, the, one of the linemen they still have? Yeah, it's their it's their left tackle. Oh, oh, Trent Brown? No, no not wait, Trent Brown. Not Trent Brown. Um, um, God damn. I'm trying to find a depth chart. Here we go. Here's our depth Anyways, chart. Anyways, uh, Jeremiah Owusu Kumura was a big block, but he fell all the way to the second round. And, and what they're saying is that he has a uh, heart condition. Yes. The same thing that happened to that, I want to say that happened to that. Uh, Trey Smith out of Tennessee. He yeah, had, um, and it happened clots. to but Trey Smith. Is, Trey Smith has a uh, blood clots. Blood clots, yes. But it happened to uh, um, one of the the Ravens' uh, defensive tackles. No, uh, then, yeah. Well, they released them. They released Michael Her- uh, Maurice Hurst. Kristen Bell was another one. I mean, he didn't fall that far, but 
I didn't know Solomon Thomas is on the Las Vegas Raiders roster, by the way. Yeah, the, 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 they moved on from him. Uh, yeah. I am really stuck on trying to figure out this damn offensive lineman's name. And I'll give, uh, I'll give the audience one more name that I was shocked. This guy went undrafted. Last year, his stock was so high, people going into this year were saying, He's my number one defensive tackle. No, he's not. He's lazy, and he deserves to get undrafted. Marvin Wilson. Yeah, Marvin it's Wilson definitely. It's not something to me if I don't like the guy, but. Yeah, he definitely. But he got a massive undrafted free agent. But uh, it was Colton Miller. Colton Miller is the other shocking Colton first Miller, round. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, Alex and the Colton Miller's having a solid career. So yeah, Alex Weatherwood. So we'll see, but yeah, I mean, shocking, shocking followers is definitely you've named a couple. To me, was uh, Trey Smith, the Tennessee offensive lineman, who I'm a massive Tennessee fan, and seeing him, you know, almost going drafted really sucked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like yeah, Trey Smith did go late sixth round to uh, who ended up drafting him. Kansas City. Kansas City getting Cray Smith in the sixth round to rebuild that offensive line. And a guy Kansas who should have went third or fourth. Draft, by the way. But yeah, they're Kansas, not my winners. But. Yeah, they definitely had a great draft. Um, but you definitely said with uh, Osakura Maro going, you know, falling to the 52 with his heart murmurs. That definitely uh, was a shocker of a fall. I, I kept waiting for every pick to come up that he should. I thought he would have been like one of the top five players drafted in the second round, but he fell I pretty. Mean, I, I, I like the him over Carson, uh, Carson, Carson, by the way. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was very shocking to me. But, you know, that's why we're not drafters, and that's why, you know, we're not scouts. But, no, so don't have all the information. But we don't know what we can yeah. So uh yeah. who were you? What was your big uh winner big winners in this draft, uh wasn't you? Oh man, you know, this is a great draft. A lot of teams did fantastic. Um, other teams did not. I mean, I think some teams that need to be mentioned are definitely the Chicago Bears, they definitely deserve to be uh called upon they did the right thing they gave up they didn't give up too much but they went up and finally got a guy who could finally be a franchise quarterback i am not high on justin fields i think justin yeah, fields is one of the I, I i really feel like he's a guaranteed bust i mean i know that's i mean it's an ohio state quarterback wouldn't have they ever really panned out but you know then they ended up getting tevin jenkins in the second round to protect him on that left field you know they got another Larry Larry Bronum. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Missouri left tack, you know, another tackle. You know, they definitely addressed the offensive line. They they needed to do that. I don't really. I like Khalil Herbert. I don't know. You know, he shouldn't really hurt David Montgomery. He's definitely gonna be a, a solid backup. Daz Newsome giving him another offensive weapon. Thomas Graham, the corner out of Oregon, giving him some secondary help with a. Uh, Jalen, don't Jalen Johnson really the only corner there now? 
And then helping the defensive line, you know, I really thought Chris Toga would go a little bit higher than he did in this draft. Going, getting him at two fifty yeah, is that, a pretty good skill. But you know, he, he's not a different known tackle. It was in his eyes, and no, no tackles are not not eleven, but they're not really needed. Yeah, you're right. They're not really. I mean, but they are one of those positions that people fall. You know. I mean, it, 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 they don't take in uh, Matt Jones over Justin Fields. I, I couldn't feel all of Chicago in a riot right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as much as I don't like Justin Fields, that Matt Jones hit would have just been like Mitchell Trubisky all over again. Yeah, I, very much so. I mean, and I'm going to have to give it to uh, your team. You know, I think your Los Angeles Chargers knocked this draft out of the park as well. I mean, being able to get who they got, you know, having to sit there, got Slater to help protect, you know, Justin Herbert, then getting my boy, Sante Samuel Jr. in the second. I thought I was a little shocked here. I love the kid because he's from Tennessee and everything, but I never thought in a million years Josh Palmer would have been the first Tennessee player off the board in this draft. And I'm excited to see what he can do with the Los Angeles Chargers and uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm excited to see what Trey McKinney could do for you guys as well. He's uh he's a George, he's one of those Georgia's tight ends that uh is an athlete, a freak, and uh, never really got uh, involved in the offense down there. I mean, he got two guys who who had uh you know, I, mean, I guess Trey McKinney was in the offense, but tight ends were used for offense, but yeah, Josh Palmer had you know the absolute dog fit at one of that. Yeah. I think uh, and I think another late round steal or good pickup for you was uh, Braden James, the offensive guard from Nas- uh, Nebraska. Oh yeah, no, he only gave up one, oh, what, what, seven snaps. Yeah, and forty games. Yeah, so I, I really think uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I did a really fantastic job. But who are your winners for this draft? Well, my winners are. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say New York Giants. With that, they just bet, what's the name? The GM of the Giants, it's saying that, it's saying that. Dave Gettleman. You got one, you got one for pitch for next year. Nothing takes, you know, our boy Jones doesn't pan out, which it does not look like he's going to pan out. So you got one for pitch for next year to move up in the draft. And get a, another one of that. Well, I don't you think know, they're going to have to move up, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not that bad. But really, they have a good draft. They had, you know, I, I'm not really high on Tony, but. Yeah, I thought that. I, I thought Tony was a little bit of reach. I didn't think Tony should have been the fourth receiver taken in this draft. Tony has Gator, you know, he likes to Gator the ball, definitely on deep balls. His arms, you know, he he's going to be a. Uh, He's going to be the best I can think of is D- Devo Samuel and, you know, Brandon Ayuk. They're going to try to use him that way, and I just don't think they have the coaching staff to use him that way. Right, and, and you know, kind of McCoy and Devo Samuel, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and my other winner, the Denver Broncos, I just want to say that, the Denver Broncos has a great Patrick Sutan, yeah, um, a whole host of other players I can't remember right now, but um, 
Hold on. I have the, the list up for all the teams. Uh, they got Patrick Sertan, then they sat there and got Devontae Williams, the running back out of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they got the gut late in the third round, Quinn Mernez. Uh, Brand, you know, yeah. They got Baron Browning. They got Caleb Stearns, Jamar Johnson, Seth Williams, Kay Vincent Jr., Jonathan Cooper, and Marquis Spencer. I mean, that's a hell of a draft. I mean, hell of a they, and they didn't do much. You know, they took some great players and they just let them fall. They had a lot of players. I mean, they really built, rebuilt their safety core there with uh, Caleb Stearns and Jalen Johnson or uh, Jamar Johnson. And yeah, then, yeah, you're talking about Ball Hot and Jamar Johnson too. Uh, once, yeah. you know, Jackson retired next year, you know, they move on from him. They got some replacements. Yeah. This is this is a really good this is a really good draft by the Denver Broncos, and uh, the cl- one of my favorite clips was uh, of the draft was the uh, GM of the Broncos sitting there talking to a team and h- hangs up on him says ah, I got a better offer I'm gonna hang up on you. he doesn't even tell you I got a better offer hangs up yeah uh, Patton had, had was great I mean, yeah I, I had you know my cousin who's Broncos fan said no the uh, Patton had a better draft than uh, L A Everett. Yeah, he I'm did. Like, well, Ed, well, damn, <laughs> that's saying something. It is. I, I'm. I'm excited. This was a really good draft for a lot of teams. Um, I I would be remiss if we didn't at least mention. And I know this hurts all people out there. I am sorry, but New England Patriots, they killed this draft. They didn't have to do anything, and they landed a quarterback that fits them perfectly in Mac Jones. They, they didn't have to trade up to go get a Fields or a Trey Lance or anybody. Mac Jones literally fell in their lap in the first round. They didn't they didn't over panic. They didn't do anything. They sat there. Then they like and then they traded up to get Christian Barmore, which is an amazing pick at thirty eight. Then they uh, stole Ronnie Perkins, in my opinion, in the third yeah, round. Yeah, no, that was probably a lot of it. Yeah, and then you know I'm I think the biggest reach in this draft for me. It was them getting Ramondi Steven Stevenson, the uh, running back out of Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of him either. He's talking about to me. He seems like a lazy runner. I, I feel like he could be Eddie Lacy Jr. here. <laughs> hey, I hate Eddie Lacy. By the way, it's not going that up. Stole, stole the rookie of the year award. Yeah, one. He didn't win rookie of the year. If he won, if he won the, I don't remember this. I'm a pack. No, remember I don't remember that. that. No, remember that. I don't remember him. Pissed off. He now has red season. This is the point about him. He did win rookie of the year. Remember that? All I remember is fat lazy. All right, that's all I remember. He was good for one season. He was good for a season, two seasons, but it got bad fast. Yeah, well, that's what happens with those Alabama quarterbacks. Watch out, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so which team got better through the draft? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Losers. Oh, this one's easy for me. I mean, I think there's one team that's a loser and stands out as a loser completely, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. 
what are you doing, Rams? Like I know Rams fans on Twitter are pissed, and Rams fans should be. I mean, their offensive line is a complete joke. And what did they go do with their first draft pick? They draft Tutu <laughs> Atwell, the 5'9 or 5'8 wide receiver, who literally weighs like 160 pounds soaking wet. I By love way, the kid. We're, we're, think- we're all in a way of ourselves in Atwell's now. How many yeah. Atwell's are in the movie? I am one What's Atwell that? and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying how many Atwell's I am. <laughs> but Atwell... <laughs> Atwell, at no, one point, sorry, one point. <laughs> Atwell is a great player. And you know, you know what's funny? You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Deshaun Jackson. Oh, wait, no, they have Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I get that Deshaun Jackson. And it don't stop there. They didn't get one wide receiver in this draft. They, no, they got two wide receivers in this draft. <laughs> and I'm not even going to try to say Ben's last name, Schnokalok, or something. I'm not even going to try to say whatever his – I mean, that was like – and then they drafted a running back named Jake, Jake Funk. I mean, come on, great name there. I mean, I think their best – their best pick in this draft, in my opinion – oh, they drafted three wide receivers. I'm sorry. I forgot they draft, drafted Jacob Harris, too, out of UCF. I mean – they already had a good yeah, wide receiver core. Come on. They just signed, they just signed both of them star wide receivers. So Dude, contract. I mean, what are they doing? Uh, uh, do they have Van Jefferson? Yeah, exactly. They drafted Van Jefferson. They pretty much just said, fuck you, Van, who, lo- who killed it throughout all of preseason or, you know, training camp and whenever he got to play. So, when I mean, I'm, got to play, he was, you know, got the ball. I mean, let me just let me just tell you this right now. NFL.com's grading is horrible because they're giving Los Angeles they're giving everybody an A. They gave the Los Angeles Rams an A for day one and day three. This I mean that's dogs don't like it either. (laughs) No, they don't. But I mean, their best pick, in my opinion, is their third and fourth pick, Bobby Brown the third and Robert Rochelle. (laughs) Those are both great. Bobby Rochelle was a was a steal, you know. That's one of my favorite corners in this draft. But it doesn't make up for the fact that he drafted three white receivers. What are they doing? Yeah, that, they should have drafted three offensive line. Because I thought he would pick them, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, their offensive line is a complete another joke. The, the Rams did. Yeah, the Rams did what the Packers should have did, and then the Packers should have did what the Rams did. You know. We sat yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. The Packers drafted three more offensive linemen after drafting three offensive linemen last year. So, but but yeah, that yeah, the Rams to me one. is one of the biggest losers, not helping Matthew Stafford with their uh, draft. And I do have to say this: I will have to say the other winner of this draft because it's near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. and this is going to shock. Yeah, well, I have to just say winner. Just let me just throw this out here really fast because my boy, Central Missouri tight end Zach Davidson got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. So I gotta just give a little. I just gotta give a little shout out to Central Missouri there and say congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that that was really my biggest loser in this draft. I mean, if really, I would if anybody else I wanted to throw out there is the New Orleans Saints. I think the New Orleans Saints. 
had a really bad draft there as well with, I mean, Peyton Turner in the first. I mean, Pete Warner is not a horrible pick, but. Pete Warner, you know, if you look at the analytics and know how, you know, the analytics on this field. <laughs> if you look at the analytics, they're the highest rated, you know, in the last four, uh, and then the DSI or you know, whatever is getting about that shit. They're highly rated on that on that sport art. Does that mean that the great players? I don't know. I turned on the tape and I see Peyton Turner. He's a great player, but he's slow off the ball. Like, he doesn't have the best explosiveness for me. It's not, it's not okay. I don't get it. Yeah. But who do you have as losers there, brother? The Dallas freaking Cowboys. What oh, are we doing, Jerry Jones? Someone put Jerry Jones in a fucking mental home because you don't know what he's doing anymore. They had four picks in the top 100, and they missed on every fucking pick. Now, if he opposes, it's okay. He, he picks the system. But everything after that, I'm sure you're running up the hits right now. And after that, this is like, uh, what? what well, a lot of people doing? like Calvin Joseph. Oh, I don't yeah, think Calvin Joseph. I'm not saying Calvin Joseph is with that. I'm just saying, they have Rayshon Slater. Yeah, they could have Rayshon Slater. That's okay. I'll like, take that. They could have had a lot of – I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think the Dallas – I'm kind of shocked you're giving the Dallas Cowboys a loser, and I thought they did a pretty jo- well job. I thought what was shocking is that they took Jabril Cox after taking Mel Parsons and then still yeah, having no, Jalen Smith. What are we doing? Jalen Smith out with no one, too? What's going on? Yeah, oh, yeah you're right. Calvin Joseph wasn't just that. I did, like, two, three, and something. Um, yeah, I thought the big. I I thought Chauncey Golston was a weird pick at n- number eighty-four. Yeah, again, another weird pick. I had this guy in the bottom of the draft. Yeah, and then Deshaun. I mean, they had five picks in the top one hundred. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, and, and what is he pick besides Alvin Joseph and the Parsons? Nothing on my fancy. I'm not going to even try to say the defensive tackle's name out of UCLA. I'll just say Osa. I mean, he's he he was deemed a third round pick, you know, a day two pick. It was maybe a little bit of a reach, and they could have probably waited with one of their other later picks and got him, you know, the ninety nine or the eighty four pick. I mean, I thought that was a little bit of a reach, but I mean, I mean, they didn't They did. They needed defensive tackle. They took, you know, they took two defensive tackles. They only took one offensive, two offensive line. I'm sorry, I missed the bottom guy there. You have a uh, Matt Farinuk out of Nebraska guard, and then you oh, have, yeah, uh, yeah. and then you have Josh Ball. You know, Josh so they Ball kind of gave. It. Yeah, Josh Ball's a decent pick there. You know, they went with another big wide receiver, Semi Finoco. Oh yeah, I thought that was a steal, but you no. Know, besides all of that, you know, the lot of the picks that they had. The, you know, a lot of guess, yeah. It's more of a thing. Okay. Well, in the ball, we gotta go. Tyler Cincinnati Bengals. What are we doing here? Well, it's yeah. The only way I can justify getting some more chase is that we got Nelly Rumpdums 
we're not in both or no one in the same time One of those titles in the second round. Did they get one of those titles? Nope. They got Jackson on and from Clemson, who I have to around there on. Everybody has to around there on this side. He's in the throne. He needs to develop. He's gotten another guy who the Bengals have to develop what they're already bad at developing tackles anyway. Yeah. It made no sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, they definitely, I mean, I, I thought it was weird that they attacked the defensive end position so heavily in this draft. You know, I they, mean, they, they definitely spent, have a need there. Yeah, but they, they spent the money on defense this offseason. Okay, let's just remember yeah, that. They, they went and signed some corn. I can't think of all their Cincinnati Bengals free agencies at this moment, but they spent a right. lot of man, money. They some corners. They spent their money on free agency. Okay, I mean, so you you would imagine their first heavy first like five you know a couple picks, which the first couple were offensive line you know offense, but you thought they would spend more offense in this draft. No, so Jamar Chase because yeah, so you think all right, Jamar Chase. We kind of figured they were going to do that, even though it was a dumb thing to do because it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Fuck your quarterback that you just watched you know blow out his knee. We're going to go reach on Jackson Carmen. We're going to give him his wide receiver so he's never going to be able to hit the guy. Then we're going to get him Jackson Carmen at the 46th pick overall. Then they did get Joseph Osaya, which is a good pick at number 69. Then they get Cameron Sample out of Tulane at number 111. Another good pick. Then they go and get defensive tackle Tyler Selvin, which a lot of people are starting to love. That's another good pick. You know, three. Don't get me wrong. They had a lot of good picks. They also signed the. Yeah. And then they bring back some defensive line. I mean, you just like, they just, and it just, there's a lot of good picks, but it's just not where you thought they were going to pick. You know, they really needed to help that offensive line, which they did with finally at 139 again with Deontay Smith, a massive human being coming out of East Carolina. Yeah. You know what? He has a chance to be more of a, a guard. I, I'm going to say this now. He's a, Outplay Jackson Carmen. Yeah, he probably will, and I have no argument with there. I, I would agree with that. Deontay Smith could easily outplay Jackson Carmen. I think that was probably their better offensive lo- offensive tackle pick. Then kickers are people too, which this is no shocker after how bad their kicking game has been. They well, go and well, draft. Well, they, they lost the total game on the field goal. Yeah, so they go and pick Evan McPherson, the kicker out of Florida, at one forty nine. A little high for a kicker. Not too high because we've seen him go in the first and second rounds before. <laughs> but, you know, it was a massive need for him, and they went to go with the best kicker they believe. I think their best pick on their offensive line comes at 190, and they get Trey Hill out of Georgia, the center. I think that's yeah. easily th- – they got their starting center in, with the pick 190. And then – kills. Yeah, which they desperately needed. Which kills me is I was a high believer in Chris Evans, the offensive weapon – out of Michigan and he's going to go to Cincinnati and die because name all these late round studs that everybody liked at running back position and name how many, how many of them have succeeded out of Cincinnati, you know, every that Chris Smith, Chris Evans is never gonna have a chance in Cincinnati. He's just going to, I mean, I mean, who else is there now? What's going on? Yeah, they, uh, I mean, they, uh, it was actually a unique pick. I thought 
The reason they didn't have a good track is they missed on the things that they should have hit on. Yeah. And and then they I thought one of the steals of this draft was them getting the Kansas State defensive end, Wyatt Herbert. Another defensive end, you know, at two thirty-five. So they they uh, attacked the defense. Line looks like it's gonna be, you know, a force. Yeah, their defensive line could easily be a force this upcoming year, but they need a linebacker help. They need a cornerback help. Yeah, nowhere no. on this, nowhere on here that they address those positions. They need a. I mean, they did attack the offensive line a little heavily. They're gonna have a pretty decent wide receiver core, you know, Chase. I, mean, I guess they're trying to look and see. It's the Alabama paddle. The dude can't stay healthy. I mean, you can't. I, I mean, it's it's year three so now. No one's got no one's got the another guy that can't stay healthy. In fact, what that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And Cincinnati could easily be that team, like the Chicago Bears, keeping their coach in a year too long. I could see either Matt Nagy or. God, what's the Cincinnati Bengals head coach's name? Uh, uh, Zach Tyler. Zach, Zach Tyler. Tyler. One of those two will probably be the first head coaches fired in the 2021 NFL season. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't want to do it. They might not do it. But they definitely want to get back in the future. And we're probably not going to see how good the Bengals are going to be until, you know, 2024. Yeah. But yeah, they won't be Zach Taylor. No, yeah. Zach is going to be out this year, and I, I hate seeing that for the young players like Joe Burrow, who's going to have to go through multiple GMs and head coaches. Hello, yeah, but let's go ahead and move on to who. which team, in your opinion, got better in this draft there, Chris? Which team got better? Uh, this was a bias. So, the Cleveland Browns not better. A team that, team that was already good, up to the draft stop, a time with some major upgrades to the and um, offensive line, I want to say. Uh, yeah. They drafted James Hudson out of Cincinnati, and yeah. they drafted Tommy Togoga, Togogi out of Ohio State. Yeah. The defense and offensive line. They grabbed the guy I was hoping for the Packers to fall, Greg Newsom, and it tricked me. They tricked me so hard on the pot on the the when the girl came out and announced the name, and they said Gregory. I was like, yes, they're taking Gregory Rosu. Greg Newsom's gonna keep falling, and then they say Gregory Newsom. I'm like, damn it! No, <laughs> like who calls him Gregory Newsom? Nobody. You no, know, it, it was so- it, it, no one. It was like a you know. Uh, you know, now they got Denzel Ward and they got Newsom on the other side. Newsom can easily be Jair Alexander. He was this Denzel. year's Jair. He could be Denzel. that good. I mean, Jason Horn's going to get too. Yeah, J.C. Horn's going to get Yeah. Um, but, but still, he's got another Jason Horn at the end of the round. Yeah, then they get the steal of Jer- uh, Jeremiah Osumoro-Koromora with the 52 pick. You know, they're confident enough that their his heart problems won't be an issue. A and guy you know who what? should they win. They have enough uh, uh, defensive line depth. They can just let him fit. Yeah, they really can. I mean, they don't have to rush him. You know, and then they, you know, 
everybody really was starting to love on Anthony Schwartz, the uh, offensive or the wide receiver out of Auburn. They get some much needed depth at the wide receiver position with that. Uh, they get the Tony Fields, the speedy, you know, coming out of the three four four defense of West Virginia. So you know he's all over the field. Yeah, he's very versatile. Then yeah. you know he's got range. Yeah, and then they get yeah, the. That, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just that gonna say they got. Just, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, they just got Demetric uh, Felton out of UCLA. The which to me is just gonna be the return, you know, special team specialist that everybody overlooks. He could be. I'm not saying this level. He could be a Patterson and he could be a Hester. You know, he could just be that kind of game changer for you. I'm not saying he's ever going to be that level, but that to me is what the role he's going to play on. Is uh, UCLA learning that? Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's me. Uh, what do you got? I said this on the note, but uh, James White. No, very much so, James White. The only problem is that he would have, he has to compete with Kamar, uh, Hunt. And oh, yeah, Hunt yeah. That no, uh, Kareem Hunt has that role. Yeah, but they just gave Hunt that contract. So, I mean, Felton is going to have – that's why I said I, – I could see that and I completely agree with you, but I went with the, the special team role. Maybe he won't play on the ground. Yeah, I just, I just went with the special teams because he has to compete against Chubb and Hunt. and But that definitely gives them a pretty dangerous backfield in Cleveland. Yeah, that's one of the winners. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I mentioned them once and I'll mention them again. I think the winners, one of the winners for me, and I named them as a earlier was the New England Patriots. Just be able to sit there and get Mac Jones at 15 and not have to do anything. And then come in and get Christian Barmore and everything else they did. I thought that was really well done by an amazing franchise. And I hate saying that, <laughs> but I thought, I thought they did everything they did is Perfect. I mean, I think. No, they're trying to build that dynasty two point oh. They really and, are. You know, and, and and you know, everyone's saying, okay, well, they don't have Tom Brady. They're not going to do it again. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say it. And, you know, I really think the Pittsburgh Steelers did everything they needed to to go win again. Did you they, know, Najee. Yes, Najee Harris, they did everything on the offense that they needed to to help win because they go get Najee Harris, the running back, because, you know, right. James Conner and every, not wasn't doing it. Then they go and get Pat Fearamorth, which is arguably the second best tight end in this draft, and they get him at 55. So they completely get some more weapons on that offense. Who, who, who's, the, who's, who's the best tight end in that? The best tight end? He went in the first round. What is his damn name? I can't think right now. He went. Kyle Pitts is the best tight end. Oh, Kyle Pitts. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. I don't know why I was blanking I on Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I never. I, he, he's not going to live up. Don't get me down this road again. But he's not going to live up to a number four pick overall. Okay. That was a dumb pick. No tight end is worth the top five pick. I'm sorry. It's I not that much. He was the best tight end. I'm not. I never argued that he wasn't the best tight end. I just said he wasn't worth the first or top ten pick. <laughs> That's what I said. There's a whole. You're trying to make me put words in my mouth I never said. But going back and looking, you know. But then they go get Kendrick Green, the center of Illinois, 
you know, replacing Pouncey, he retired. Then they go get Dan Moore, who I really like out of Texas A&M, the offensive tackle, replacing, you know, uh, Andre Villanova. So, I mean, yeah, they yeah. – uh, so they did a lot there. And then they go get Buddy Johnson, a good, another Texas A&M player, linebacker. My favorite name out of this draft, the Wisconsin defensive end, Isaiah Loudermilk. I mean, come on. that If, that's on, not, that, if that is not your favorite player's name and the best uh, – the best, like you tell me, louder mill. You're gonna say Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean that those two things coincide with each other. Pittsburgh Steelers, a name. Yeah. yeah, it is. And then I think my favorite, one of my favorite picks in this draft, and one of my favorite players in this draft, and fell, and I'm shocked. It's Quincy Roche, the linebacker out of Miami, who I thought, in my opinion, is better than Gregory Rosu, and he went in the first, and they got him. Yeah, Rousseau. Rousseau, and they got him at two sixteen. I think yeah. that's an amazing pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I, no, I know, that, you know how much we hate pro football focus on this show. But yeah. they have him as the most quarterback pressures going back to 2018. Yeah. He could be either Alex Highsmith this year. And Alex Highsmith yeah. was a third-round pick. This guy, we're talking about a six-round pick. And this he could easily – rotate that book in – no, next to TJ Watt. No, I, I really think that Rose has become uh, the point. Yeah, he really could be. I mean, Roche is one of those names Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there need to pay attention to. If you're not a big yeah, draft and, expert, if you don't listen to the draft or follow the draft and do all the draft stuff, Quincy Roche is a guy you just need to look out for and pay attention to because he easily and, could be and that. And they you know, you know, they on the show and David was, you know, ecstatic, man. Oh, my God. No, so us. Yeah. And then they, they wrapped it off with Trey Norwood, a corner out of Oklahoma, and a punter, which is another need. And punter's big boy. If you haven't seen no. uh, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen <laughs> Presley Harvin, the third, that dude's a nose tackle paying punter. That's not a lie. You got to go look up this punter they drafted. This boy's big. But, uh. I mean, Trey Norwood's another good corner that's going to help round out that secondary. I really think the Pittsburgh Steelers did a fantastic job in this draft. So yeah, no one that you me on this. I'm sitting for a second. I had to lose my loser, but you know what? I got a better one. I have a team in that division that's a better loser than this. Who do you got as your loser? <laughs> no, no. As I'm sitting here. I don't know that was like the suck the Ravens caught. It was not been. Why didn't they suck the Ravens caught earlier? But I'm going to tell you right now, they did not have a, a draft that you think they had. Oh, I and, think they did a good job. What are you talking about? They have a really good draft. Not from, not from uh, a running back that's playing quarterback, though. Well, they got themselves a good wide receiver. They, I mean, yes, they got themselves a good wide receiver. Right. Then they drafted Oua. Oua. And he did not have no sacks last year. That is one thing we do have to mention about him. He is all, 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 all productive. You know, he does not He does not have a sack in his last year at Penn State. He is a no, see what I'm gonna say about oh he if there is a place that you could put a pass rusher that needs teaching and to get better and become an amazing pass rusher, 
is the Baltimore Ravens. Name the Baltimore Ravens. What do they do? They develop pass rushers, and they let them run away in free agency. We can go back over the last five, ten years of pass rushers that have left the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Zadarius Smith. I mean, they, they these guys develop pass rushers and let them walk. And this guy needs to be developed. And he went to the perfect place to be developed, and that is Baltimore. Now, let's go so, beyond this. So, yeah, that's what you want to get there. I don't like that. That's a Brandon, much needed. Brandon, Brandon Stevens, Stevens, I don't know Stevens. enough about. And I, I, I don't know. Tyron Wallace. I love Tyron Wallace. That's a great that, pick. But, it is. You no, know, it's a waste of a pick with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is you know, he's not going to hit Tyron Wallace. Tyron Wallace is what, like six foot. Yeah, I mean, he can't hit he can't hit Hollywood Brown who runs out of the fucking building. Okay, so he's not going to be able to hit these other guys. They need it. Okay. See, they we you knew they were going to attack the wide position wide receiver yeah, position yeah. because they could not sign a top wide receiver in free agency because no wide receiver wants to play at Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. That should speak volumes for Baltimore and an extension for Lamar. No receivers want to play with Lamar because they know he cannot get them the ball. So, and then they got Sean Wade. Sean Wade. Which, uh, Sean Wade could have been a first-round pick last year, everybody. If not, if he wasn't a first, he was an early second last year. He was a slot corner. He didn't play outside. He didn't play outside. He he got destroyed playing outside. He does not need to play outside. At Baltimore. Baltimore has one of the best secondaries in the league. He will not have to be forced to play outside. He can easily sit there in the I, slot and dominate. Right. And, and you know what? They might actually move him to Satan. They actually have a need at Satan. I don't – he could, but I'm not going to put him there. I think he's too dominant of an inside corner when he played there. I think they're going to at least let him try there before moving him to a different position. And then Dalen Hayes, uh-uh. which is a good outside, another developmental pass rusher. And Dalen Hayes is, I thought was a good slot at uh, 151 or 171. I thought that was a really good pick for them. But here's another that one hit you. Yeah, I know they want their fullbacks. They're the last, they're the last team in the league that, <laughs> that have fullbacks. Well, and ben funny Mason enough, they're calling him a tight end. Baltimore has him listed as a tight end, but he is not a tight end. He is that H back. Yeah, I was going to say, he's an H-back. Yeah, he, he will be a full – why they have him as listed as a tight – he is a fullback H-back. He will be protecting J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson run games. That's what he'll be doing. He will yeah, catch no. the – he will be a catch in the occasional – very occasional pass, but for the most part, he'll be there blocking. Well, the triple option guy. He could be – they're still trying to replace Kyle Juszczyk. He is not Kyle Juszczyk, but they're still trying well, to replace Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. But I, I'm shocked that you. No, that's fine. I get it. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm going to go a different route. I think my biggest losers is the Arizona Cardinals. What? I really? They needed. Yeah, I think I they needed. Him. I honestly think they needed a lot more help. With the offensive line, which they did not go get. Yes, they got Rodney Hudson, but that's all they really did to help that offensive line. Uh, they needed a lot of help at corner. They, I thought Marco Wilson was a little bit of a reach because the corners were going off the board. They come get him. 
And then I think the steal, one of the better uh, later steals in the draft was Trey McGowan, the cornerback out of UCF. Yeah, but, no, uh, that was, you know. But, you know, they, they drafted Clinton, him. Clinton, the no, only offensive was, lineman they drafted was a center out of Penn State, and they drafted Mikel Mennett. They just signed, traded for Rodney Hudson and gave him a contract right. extension. And then the only offensive off, offensive lineman you drafted was a center. The the guy's they, they, not they even. Not, line last year, right? Yeah, they're, they're so. I mean, Kyle Murray is gonna run around with his head with his you know with his head cut off again like he did last year. They needed offensive line. I'm not saying this is a bad draft for them. I'm just saying that they had such bigger holes and Rondell Moore. Did they really need another wide receiver at this time being? I mean, are they really giving up on all their other guys? I mean, I know I mean, Larry's getting old, but I, I'm, st- I'm still a believer in Larry's Christian Kirk. No, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is going to retire at the end of the year. Don't get me wrong, but Christian Kirk is a good wide receiver. DeAndre Hawkins is their number one. Rondell Moore is going to be the slot guy. I mean, I just didn't think that was a big need. With At that time, let's see, Rondell Moore went number 49 overall. So right. after after that, they could have got man. There's no corners for a while taken, but Aaron Robinson, which I thought was going to have been picked. Uh, yeah, it, the corners were a little depleted by this point. But uh, then, Aaron Robinson would have. Yeah, but I mean, offensive line they could have took Johnson. Samuel. They could have took Samuel Cosme at offensive tackle. They could have took Dylan Rundas, the offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. They could have uh, took, I mean, none of the centers, but they ended up taking the center. They could have took Jalen Mayfield, another offensive tackle. Brady Christensen, another offensive tackle. All these guys, I felt like could have been a bigger need than taking a wide receiver. I mean, that's my big thing is I think the Cardinals' biggest need was wide receiver. And then a running back. I mean, they needed a running back. I mean, all the running backs were off the board at this point. And then they don't take a running back in this draft. So they're going into the season with an injured old James Conner. And I guess they really believe in, uh, oh, God, what's that kid's name for them right now who played for Oh, yeah. Um, well, man, man. Uh, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. So they're really believing in Chase Edmonds. But my, big, my biggest con- – consult or biggest problem with their draft is not addressing the offensive line needs. Then they had big cornerback needs, a lot of corners. I mean, they have one of the weakest, weakest, weakest secondaries and still do. I mean, they really, I mean, they drafted James Wiggins, who I like out of Cincinnati. They drafted Trey McGowan, who I like out of UCF and then Marco Wilson. I mean, and like I said, they really had to reach for Marco Wilson at this point because the corners were really depleted. And if I remember correctly, I think they traded up for that position and they draft Marco Wilson at this point. Isn't it? So I'm just not a big fan of their draft. I think they did. I don't, I mean, they go and take and reach on my opinion. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but they took Hassan Reddick, not Hassan Reddick, uh, Isaiah Simmons last year out of Clemson, who had no position on the defense. And that was my biggest complaint with them. Nobody knew if he was going to play safety, linebacker, whatever, defensive. Nobody knew where to play Isaiah Simmons. And, and you have and a guy, and you don't have enough Bradley running the defense. Yeah. So you have I would be more uh, optimistic about it. Yeah. So biggest problem is that 
They, they, in my opinion, people loved Isaiah Simmons because he was, a, and he I, never even played. He took him forever to start last year. They didn't okay. know him. Exactly. So my point: you draft a guy, you don't even know how to use him. Yeah, and maybe an idiot. And then they go and draft another confusing pick. I like Zaylin Collins, but they take another linebacker who has some issues. And then you're going to go draft him in the first round. And right. I mean, a little bit of a reach. Nobody expected him to go that high. So you now have I, two I like linebackers. Collins, though. I mean, I do too, but not at number. Yeah. So their pick, their their whole pick draft was confusing to me. They drafted him 16 overall, which I thought was a reach. I mean, in the first round, at 16, before after 16, they could have took, you know, car they. There was such a desperate need for corners. They could have took Caleb Farley, Gregory uh, Newsom, or Eric Stokes. I mean, it would have been really reach for Eric Stokes there, talking about the Packers pick. But Caleb Farley <laughs> and Gregory, Gregory Newsom was on the board. And then Christian Dershaw was on the board. Alex Weatherworth was on the board. What I mean, Dershaw, though, by the way? I, I... Uh, Dershaw went to the Vikings. He went oh, yeah. the 23rd over. So, I mean – Everything that the, the, there was such a good draft, good players on the board, and then they went with Zaylin Collins. That's my big problem. I they just didn't do enough, in my opinion. I think this was a really bad draft pick. They didn't get the running back they needed. I mean, James Conner is not the answer. Chase Edmonds has been proven he needs somebody to spell him. So, I'm sorry, Arizona Cardinal fans. I'm not a huge fan of your draft. I mean, you got some good players, but uh, I'm, you're just not a winner for me. You did not help your team win more games this upcoming year with this draft. But uh, we'll go ahead and keep moving on, and let's talk about uh, our team's draft grades here. I'll go ahead and start with the Packers draft grades. Um, they did really well. They drafted every need. They had every need that they had. They attacked in the first two days, which I'm very proud of that they did. You know, they start off the draft with Eric Stokes. I wasn't super stoked about it. Yeah, you know, Eric Stokes, Stokes. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I worked all night on that, guys. Um, he's I knew I just knew the Packers were gonna draft him. I felt like it because as soon as he ran that four speed, that 40, 40 speed at four two two or whatever it was, it's like that, that he's gonna be a Packer. He he has all the measurables. Then that's what the Packers look at. It, we draft so far back, we look at the measurables. We don't look at the best players on the boards or anything. We look at measurables. Oh, you have that these measurables, and that's what we look for at these positions. And Eric Stokes fit every one of those needs, and that's who we went with. And it's a much a huge need, and I and I'm fine with it. You know, obviously I wanted Newsom and somebody or anybody else, but that's who we went with. So he's a Packer. I'm fine with it. Um, then we went with the uh, Josh Myers center. I love it because we needed a center after letting Corey Lindsley walk to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so we replaced an Ohio State kid with an Ohio State kid. So I approve of Josh mm-hmm. Myers. I, was, I mean, it's not a sexy pick, but it is a much needed pick to keep our offensive line going. Then, super excited about it, finally did something on the wide receiver side. We traded up, too, and we took Amari Rodgers. A lot of people are comping him to Randall Cobb. I super loved Amari Rodgers. I love Amari Rodgers because he's Tennessee uh, goal. You know, he's a Tennessee uh, protege with his father being T. Martin. If you did not know that, Amari Rodgers' father is T. Martin. So I've always liked Amari Rodgers. And Amari Rodgers, there's a thing out there. They asked him, why did he not go to Tennessee? And he said, because I wanted to win. I mean, can you blame the kid? I mean, Tennessee is a joke of a school right now. And he went to Clemson and became 
a stud there. So I love Amari Rogers pick. <laughs> I'm excited that we picked him up. And then here it comes. This is where the draft starts to get to me. I, we attacked all three big needs. We got a corner, we got a center, and we got a wide receiver. And then we draft another offensive tackle in this draft. Mind you, we drafted three offensive linemen last year. Three. So I was like, okay, we, we need cornerback depth. We need defensive line depth. We need wide receiver depth. Things that was proven that we needed. And because of the most recent game against Tampa Bay, and we were hurting a little bit because of injuries with offensive linemen, we overdrafted on offensive linemen again. So we grabbed, we draft Royce Newman out of Mississippi at 142. The dude's stats are ridiculous. He only allowed like six sacks and 900 passing attempts. Yeah, Amazing. He's a good player. He's a good player. I, I'm – his stats say something, but I watched his tape. When I went back and watched his tape, the dude got bullied a lot. He got pushed back five, six, seven yards a lot off the and line. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about Royce Newman. I mean, okay, we drafted another tackle. His stats say a lot. He's a big boy, but re-watching his tape, I'm a little iffy on him. Then we we finally go defensive line. I don't remember this guy. I didn't do enough digging on defensive linemen that I should have because Trodell Slayton, the defensive tackle out of Florida that we drafted, massive human being. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a massive boy. He is a nose tackle through and through. He should help Kenny Clark. This dude is runs hot or runs super cold. It, it shows in his tape. After I went back and watched him too, he runs hot or he runs cold, and it stays. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully Kenny Clark and company don't let that happen. We also but, in the defense that really didn't have him, but, well, that's not true, but yeah. And then we went back again on corner, some more depth on corner. We took uh, Appalachia State corner, Shamar Jean Charles. This dude looks like a baller. He's 5'10". He's a little, you know, he's on the slight side, but the dude looks like a baller. He does not give up. He is on you, white on rice. This dude, he had the most pass deflection passes last year. So this dude is always on you, which I like. And he could easily be a stud in the corner position. He think he'll uh, give Shandon Sullivan uh, some run for his money in the slot position because I think that's exactly where he's going to fight for. And uh, if not, he's going to be a quick special team starter for us and a stud on the special teams until he can start and beat out whoever he needs to. But I'm excited about this kid. He looks like, like I said, a baller. He, he, he's, he sticks to you, which I like. So I'm going to, I'm excited to see this kid. I didn't know much about him. Still need to do a little bit more research, but this kid looks like he could be really good. And then we go offensive line again, like my God, six offensive linemen in two years of drafting. Screw the defense. Screw the defensive line. Screw the yeah, secondary. The the uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, we did draft three last year, three this year. And, of course, Packer fans are going to love it because it's a Wisconsin kid through and through. This kid was born and raised 20 miles up the road from Green Bay. He's a diehard Packer fan. He went to Wisconsin. Wisconsin breed old linemen. Of course, the Packer fans are going to love it. Oh, do we really need no more? Like we are literally carrying seventeen offensive lines. We, we start oh, five man, people. Man. David Bacarati has the left tackle position up. Elton Jenkins is the left guard. Josh Myers is now the starting center, 
and Billy Turner is either the right guard or the right tackle. Four of our five positions are filled. We had six last year and three or three this year and three last year. And then uh, John Runyon Jr. out of Michigan, the offensive lineman, looked really well, played really well when he got to play. Why they stopped playing him, the rotate the offensive line all over the place when he filled in the positions that got hurt was beyond me. I, nothing against Cole Van Leer. I'm excited for him to be Packer. Yeah, but I, I find it frustrating that we keep addressing the offensive tackle, the offensive line position when we, that's all we're doing. We need more wide receivers. MVS has proven that he he runs too hot or too cold. He is just a deep threat over the top wide receiver. Devontae Adams, we know what no Devontae hands, people. Devontae Adams, we, he is what he is. We know what he is. He's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Then we have who? Uh, Alan Lazard, I love. He's proven, but he needs to stay healthy. He, he's a good slot, big boy wide receiver. Could run out the, run on the outside. Economist St. Brown, his days are done. He can't. He's what he. I don't know. He's gonna be fighting for a position this whole year. I mean, I can't even name our other wide receivers now. Amari Rogers is automatically on the roster. Amari Rogers is probably our our second best wide receiver right now. Maybe our third behind Alan Lazard. And everybody wants to talk about Devin Funches. That's it. Devin Funches. I don't even know if he's guaranteed a roster spot. Yeah, we brought. Remember, we signed Devin Funches last year. (laughs) Yeah. So. Whatever, I'm. That's it. I'll just keep moving on. Then we drafted another linebacker. We need a depth. I don't know much about Xavier McDuffie. I'm excited to see what he can do. And then we drafted a running back, which we need to do after losing Jamal Williams, the uh, Detroit Lions, and Khalil Hill is that just outside the back. Yeah, he he can catch the ball out of the backfield. People, he's gonna be he's gonna struggle to do that with Aaron Jones as our running back, but. If Aaron Jones gets hurt, he can easily go and step up and be that pass catching out of the backfield while AJ Dillon just bulldozers through people. But I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah, so he does. I'm not overall. This draft is really well done. We had drafted all the positions we really needed. I wish we did a little bit more on the defensive line and the safe. Got another drafted a safety and maybe another wide receiver. But it is what it is. I'm just a little frustrated with more offensive linemen. Like I said, I think we're carrying. And the other big thing is we brought in on our, we drafted seven unfree, seven undrafted free agents, seven. And guess how out of those seven, three of them are offensive linemen. My God, guys, can we like, we did the same thing last year. We're doing the same thing this year. We are completely punting the linebacker, the defensive line in the wide receiver <laughs> position. And it shows in the, Tampa Bay killed us with linebackers. Well, let's not know. They killed us because we didn't have offensive line. No other linebackers are all over the damn field killing us. But, yeah, our offensive line sucks. So let's go ahead and attack the offensive line position. I mean, teams that beat us where we say screw that position. Tampa Bay beat us with having better wide receivers and better linebackers. But what do we do? We pump both the positions for a more offensive line. I don't know. I, I like the draft. Don't get me wrong. This is a good draft. We got what we needed. Oh, I give it a, I'm going to give it a B. If we're going with the B minuses and B pluses, I give it a solid B. It, it's short of a B plus. If we drafted maybe another safety, if we drafted a safety or another wide receiver, that would have probably been enough to give us give me a B plus. But it's a strong B for the Packers draft. Yeah, little B is a lot higher on this draft than I am. All right, what do you got for your Chargers? All right, well, 
The boy said his father was almost told him so well, you that you've got a C-minus. Hater. Hater, hater. I'm saying haters today. I'm saying they're not white receivers. I'm not arguing. Uh, we, we, they don't want to give up on MVS. They don't want to give up on uh, Economist St. Brown. They just don't want to give up on the wide receiver. The first year, Brian Gooden gets drafted three wide receivers. He drafted St. Brown, he drafted MVS, and he drafted Somebody else, and that player is no longer on the team, if I cr- recall correctly. But uh, he doesn't want to give up on these guys. Yeah, whatever. King can bite it. King <laughs> lost to Tampa Bay. But what about your Chargers? All right, all right. So the Chargers did this meet, offensive line, cornerback, tight end, edge. Well, we're not in the middle of it. We've got an that tight end and it. When some players fall on my lap, the guy I'm not too high on, but you know, he's got high motor, high on ethnic, so the Lord knows the Chargers need that. Um, Fox and Samuel, you know, you know, the name speaks for itself. We all know who he is. Um, now, now, the after that, though, I don't fall off here. Outside of what's his name? I'm just not really. The rest of his rap is not exciting to me. I'm really going to tell him he's a sweet boss. Yeah, uh, I'm actually shocking that you have your guys. You the Chargers draft a little bit smaller than that. I thought. I actually no, I guess not. I mean, they do, Mark Webb's not a sexy pick. Nick Neerman, Neeman, Newman. Yeah, I mean, I think Chris Rump could be a really good. Uh, to Boza on the opposite Bo- Boza, but I mean, I don't think there's anything stopping you guys from bringing back uh, your boy, who's the free agent pass rusher. Melvin, that's still uh, uh, Melvin. Yeah, there's nothing he could bring him back. I mean, I think some of these veteran guys now who can see what teams are still needing after the draft, and the Chargers did nothing to really say not to bring him back because Chris Rump with 118 is not like a super high pick. I mean, like, you keep the game so late, that's the problem with Rump, then. You look good, I think. You can jump in. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see, with your offense, I'm excited to see Trey McKinney, to see what he can do. I am. I'm excited. That, you know, that's what it got the Chargers to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The first, I mean, one, the first three hits here was late. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, you, yeah, I, I, everything you just said I have to agree with. I think, you know, Brandon James pick, you know, Chris Rumpf is that guy, that borderline guy that could be really good or just not be anybody. So I'm excited to see him, but I I don't know. Larry Roundtree, he, to me, he's just the guy you drafted out of UCLA last year. Um, who's the running back you drafted last year that looked good for a hot second, but 
went cold. Joshua Kelly? Yeah, Joshua Kelly. I think Larry Roundtree is pretty much the same back. Mark Webb, I don't know enough about Mark Webb. I mean, Georgia had a field day on defensive line. or I'm sorry, Georgia had a field day with their defense this, this draft. I mean, I think every secondary player got drafted that could have got drafted out of Georgia. Yeah, what happened? And well, yeah. that, that, all the corners, Tyson Stokes, Campbell. You know, Tyson, Tyson Campbell was four picks after my, uh, after Eric Stokes. I mean, Georgia had their defensive players get drafted and Georgia usually has a good defense. And I I've never really followed Georgia players out of, after they leave Georgia. So I don't know if they're really, they live up to their hype. Yeah. I I mean, I've never, I mean, the Packers have never really drafted any Georgia players, you know, it was actually shocking to see us go in the SEC. We usually stay away from the SEC lately. We've since Brian Gutekiss has taken over, we've really liked the Pac-12. We drafted a lot out of the Pac-12, and uh, it didn't show this time because we didn't go the Pac-12 at all. We went Big Ten, Big Twelve, and the ACC. Really, I mean, it was shocking to stay out of the. I mean, every year we have drafted somebody out of the Pac-12. Man, we didn't go this year. This year, so I'm. Excited to see what happens with the Packers. And I'm excited to see what happens with the Chargers because I think you did enough for your offensive line and Justin Herbert. I mean, I think you guys should have probably drafted maybe one more somebody to help yeah, that line. But you guys did bring one more though, but you guys bring in Corey Lindsley definitely steps up. You know, Rashawn Slater will step in at left tackle. Brandon James can step in at one of your guards. Yeah. Your offense your offensive line definitely takes an upgrade this year and enough, hopefully. But, you know, I'm shocked because your defense, you hired a defensive coordinator as your head coach. Yeah. And you guys it, didn't it, it, attack it, it, the defense. No, I mean, Chris Rumpf, Nick Nierman, and Mark Webb, you only drafted three. So you uh, thought that oh, they were. Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel. Oh, fuck you. I forget about Asante Samuel. Uh, that was the one guy in the first round. Like, Eric, nothing against Eric Stokes. He's a Packer. I love him. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for him. But if there was a corner that we reached for in the first, it was Asante Samuel Jr. I wanted to do it on, so I'm really, I'm really jealous that you guys got Asante Samuel. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad. No, that since they were talking to him a lot, and I was like, oh my god, please not reach Asante Samuel at 13, <laughs> and then they nope. put player. So, yeah, you guys did a fantastic job. All right, I'm glad it was in from those days, it's going to be a stud. Oh, I, or, you know. Undrafted free agents. I mean, I would like to say Dylan Moses. I mean, Dylan, need, I mean, he, he was going to be a first-round, second-round pick two years ago, and the dude kept going back to college. Yeah, um, uh, that um, my guy. Dylan Moses. I'll, I'll, I'll take somebody else. That's your boy. I think the other one that we're forgetting about know. that. Uh, the other one I'm kind of shocked about is uh, Javion Hawkins, running back out of Louisville. I thought he would have got drafted, and I think he can easily make the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons squad, and uh, be a contributor to the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, who do they have? <laughs> yeah. Well, did they draft somebody? They drafted a running back, didn't they? Nope. Are we sure they didn't trade up? I think they did, brother. And so. Uh no they did not you're right they did take fuck man they did take they had a good draft like 
I'm just gonna. I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Kyle Pitts. I thought that was a reach, but getting Richie Grant, Jalen Mayfield, Darren Hall, Drew Dalman, and then Frank Darby. I mean, they had a pretty decent draft for their offense. I mean, taking oh fuck, I really hate their draft because they took a lot of players I liked. Well, but yeah, shout out to uh, uh, my here. Not Adams Hmm. I'm in South State. I never know the guy. I think maybe he has a chance to at least play some games. If you're going to get a star, I don't know. No one knows himself more than a chance, but it's going to help him get a star. Yeah, I I think the other ones, you know, uh, was, uh, fuck, where do you go? I'm sorry. I, I had his name and I was listening to you and I, he went to a Green Bay. I want to bring up Green Bay because our defensive line is so 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 thin. Look out for Carlos Kemp. We undrafted free agent out of Michigan. Carlos Kemp can easily be a a contributor to our really weak defensive line. And I thought Carlos Kemp could have been a late round draft pick, and he's probably one of my most excited defensive line. One of our my one of my most excited undrafted free agents we signed was Carlos Kemp. Carlo Kemp, not Carlos. I apologize. I mean, yeah, we you wanted were to high go. On him doing the draft. I was. Draft. I was really high on him, and I think I really think he could be something for us. I mean, honestly, I'm going to say that there might be a lot of guys who are going to start because it's all in the class in a time where there's not enough tape on these guys. One one really it's not reach. I shouldn't say it's reach or one to look out for is the Eagles. They're adding quarterback Jamie Newman. He is somebody you just gotta. I think he can give Jalen Hurts a run for his money. And they don't have much behind Jalen Hurts. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is a quarterback for this NFL. Newman should have went back to college, but he won't be pressured for anything at Philadelphia. And I think he right. can easily just be somebody that they can develop and take that position. It doesn't happen often. You know, Tony Romo is one of the only quarterbacks recent, in recent memory that's an undrafted free agent that became anything as a quarterback. But no, it doesn't. But just, just look out for Jamie Newman. That's I'll be the, one of the last ones I look out for. Do you have any other undrafted free agents, Chris? That's all I got. All right. Well, well that's it for this week's uh, podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we Sorry, we took a week off last week. I was on a vacation on a road trip with uh, Corey Guest, one of our two-time uh, guests on this podcast and a friend. So uh, I, we will be back on our normal times for the uh, foreseeable future. We might be missing a week here or there for some other personal matters that are going on. But uh, we thank you for listening to all the time Misfit Podcast. This is yours truly, little B at Brunelli Sports. Yo, and don't forget to find us on Facebook at the All Time Misfit Podcast. Thank you and have a great week.